Hello, everybody. Welcome. You know the show. You just downloaded it. It's not like radio. It's not like a TV show. I could still say welcome. So welcome. And indeed, a big welcome to become enlightened up. That's the name of our show. It's really about love and laughter and joy and happiness. And I don't have to tell you how much we need this right now. A lot of fear out there. A lot. Of, if you watch the news for a second, you're going to be scared. Even me, who doesn't watch the news, I, I occasionally I'll hear it from someone. They have to insist on telling me what's going on with a bombing or whatever it is. It's not like I, I'm not disinterested, and I certainly have compassion for other countries and things like that. But I do know that it's a distraction. I do know this has been going on since literally the beginning of time as wars have been going on, strife, and so on. But what's not going on enough, as long as we're going to be distracted, let's get distracted over to this. Let's get distracted over to something good. Can we do that? Can do we it. commit to that? Let's That's why I have my first guest here. Um, I'm so excited to have him. I, it's, I, it was so hard to get him. I had to tell him. <laughs> I had to tell him. That's not true, but I, thank you. I had to tell him that there was a famous person that's coming in to be the next guest. That's true. Yes. Yes, uh, I would have come in anyway. You really would have? Of course. I bribed course. him I bribed him with Kenny Loggins and Caroline yeah. Ray because we do back-to-back episodes. And yeah. I, Gary Cannon is here with us. And Gary is like, he's one of the funniest people out there. You know, I never told you when you impressed me the most. Oh. I never told you I this. love it. Your face just lit up like, wow, I'm going to get complimented here. And I am going to compliment you. It really was, like, extraordinary. It was the night um, of the retirement of the bartender from the improv. (laughs) Eddie. Yep. Yeah, he's been a guest on my show. Uh, Eddie, not this show, though. Right. So don't worry. Don't worry. You know, you're here before Eddie, okay? He was. You rank ahead of Eddie. He wasn't retiring. He was celebrating like 40 years working at the bar. That's what So Yeah, he's still there. Right. So anyway, I went. They said, we'd like to go on stage. I go, no, there's no way. There's all these big comedians are here. I'm going, there's no way. Because it's not my type of performance. Sure. And I and they, and they go. Gary Cannon's gone. I go. Oh, okay. Good luck to you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> this is some mega people are here. Huge. And they went up on stage. Kevin Nealon went on stage. Yep. Jay Moore went on stage. Also, more Jay Moore killed. Very impressed with him that night as well. And his, and Kevin Nealon. You go up. I'm going. Oh, this guy's going up with the A players. Destroyed the room. Complete <laughs> confidence. And that was the day I went. Man, this dude's got chops. He's doing something I won't do, and I'm long time in the business, pretty successful. Sure. I would never have done that. Well, a couple mm. of things. Thank you. Yeah. I I had a few too many drinks before I got up on stage, <laughs> so I think I could have been maybe was a little sharper. That was well, I think I could have been sharper had I not had five beers going into the night because <laughs> we got there early. I think the show was right. at like eight or nine. But Eddie, the bartender, who's been a staple at the Hollywood Improv for years and yeah. years and years. And has met everybody in the business. Mm-hmm. He was getting honored that night. Mm-hmm. They were putting on a big show for him. And the idea behind it was come up on stage, tell some funny stories about Eddie, <clears> some right. accolades, what you know, this, that, and the other thing. And they called me and they said, would you like to roast him? Mm-hmm. Oh. And I, was, I was like, well, listen, I, I probably am not the top guy in town to do that. I mean, there's Jeff, Jeff Ross, Ross yeah, or some other people yeah. that could certainly do it better. Go-to people for yeah. roasting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they picked you. 
Whoops. <laughs> now this compliment no, switching, Greg? No, that was not. I said, <laughs> and they picked you. So, of all of those people with all the accolades, absolutely. they picked you. They picked me. After yes. they had already checked with them and they rejected. <laughs> after everybody else was out of town. I always know I always know when the Montreal Comedy Just for Laughs Festival is because I'm always getting these availability notices. Can you come in this week? We're completely like, Because everyone's out of town the in the Comedy Montreal. Magic yeah. Club always, hey, we got eight spots for you this weekend. I was like, oh, there's a festival going on out of state. That's Eight why they're spots, calling me. All in one night. All in one night. Because we have no one left. I'm jumping from club to club. Everybody's out of town. So it's that hilarious. night was special because I, I've known Eddie. He's always been great to me. I felt like it was at that moment where I felt welcomed and family at the improv. But I don't think the other people who went on before me or even the audience knew that it, that's what I was going to do, that I was going to roast Eddie. Right. So I get up there and just start laying into him. Now, some of the other comics obviously made jokes about him, but sure. to, not to the point where I was making fun of him. And, and you knew him. I knew him, absolutely. See, I did not. Oh, you didn't know him that well? No, no. I'm not having five beers at the bar well, before yeah, I, I mean, go I, on. That's, a that's how you get to know a bartender. That's how you get to know. <laughs> so, so I didn't I, really, I, I was never a bar hang guy. So I said, like, hey, Eddie, if you're here in the showroom, who's not buying drinks for comics out at the bar? That was kind of the opening line because yeah. Eddie was kind of infamous for, like, <laughs> buying one drink after nine. or whatever. He had a rhythm to it. And then I just started making fun, making fun, making fun. And then, if you remember this, another comic jumped up on stage and cut me off. Do you remember this? I do. There was, I think, her, Laura Keitlinger, if I'm not mistaken. So, I don't know if she felt bad for Eddie because she didn't know that this was supposed to happen. But she and it was uncomfortable, right? It was uncomfortable. You didn't know it was happening. Had no idea it was coming up. She jumped up on stage, kind of shooed me off, and I thought maybe. Somebody from the improv told her to come up. I had no clue. You, might, you know what it was? It was the beers. It was an intervention. That's what yeah. you said. <laughs> it had nothing someone to do put, with the Someone anymore. put her nothing to do with it. He's had enough of There's a car out show. front. There's a car out Get front. Him out. We, we called you an Uber. Get off stage. It, but you got to remember, I mean, so many big names oh, from yeah. the improv were there. I mean, it was standing room only. And, and the founder of the improv, but Friedman of the improv, was there. Yeah. Everybody was there. Yeah. So, so it was a For you to get night. up was was really courageous, in my opinion. There's no way I would get up. I wouldn't get up to say, hey, congratulations. I'd do it from the audience. I just remember. I enjoyed the night, by the way. I was a total spectator. Well, the guy who hosted it, who's been around forever, kind of almost a very similar Frazier Smith guy, a guy named David Gee, who's been around forever, Unbelievable. forever, forever. He delivered, too. He was great. And I... I remember saying, David does not have a cell phone, does not. And I remember saying something to David, oh, I, I never understood why David doesn't have a cell phone. Don't people need to get in touch with him? And after seeing his act, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like just these little- He really doesn't have a cell phone? No, th there's That's like insane. three guys- He has a wall phone at his house still waiting there's, for there's, Mitzi Shore to call from- <laughs> Listen, I, you know, there, there was before Fran had passed away, who was the booker- yes. Of the, the Vegas Improv Tahoe, right. you would fax your avails into her. I mean, fax just your avails. Faxing them in. I just remember wow. that. And just like you you visualize in her office that like thermal piece of paper that comes yeah. rolling through crinkled up. She's and like, she's sniffing Ooh. it, trying to get high. <laughs> He's yeah. available. For those of you young enough to not know what this is, there was fax paper. Sure. Then before that, there was mimeographs. <laughs> remember mimeographs? You would sniff them. Oh. You know, yeah, like a. Come on, you know what a mimeograph is? It's like that's what they it's like a Xerox. 
Oh, is that what? Okay, but maybe but I. But it was mimeographed. It, it was made term. from ink, and you would Let's actually literally back. sniff dittos. How about dittos? Do you remember right. dittos? Let's get back to complimenting me. We don't need. Who cares about a mimeograph? <laughs> Let's talk about how I kicked ass. No, it was a lot you of fun. Did, and you I, did, but I really, here, here was the thing I that fun. I. Here was the thing that was also courageous for you and Gee as well. This shocked me. If you're going to go up in front of comedians, right? You want to be completely like original. Yes. You guys did things from your act. Yes. It was shocking to me. Yes. Like I was going, oh my God, I, I was surprised you didn't say, hey, is that a Coles shirt? You pr- <laughs> you pr- <laughs> well, I That's remember, Gary's big thing. He picks someone pick in the somebody. audience who's wearing Coles. Yes. I wanted to, to talk to you about that really quick. Yes. You know, I teach and mentor comedians. Do you know the secret behind, I'm wondering if you know this, that you chose that particular store? Do you know why it's funny? Uh, no, I mean, I never really, oh why, God. well, it was originally so ac- Mervyn's. Accidentally, okay. you, you picked the right place. I'm going to tell you why. It's okay. amazing you don't know this. Because it starts with a K. Is that? Punchlines are P's, B's, and K's. So you go in, you know, Coles, that's strong. That's a punchline, not a hug line. It's amazing that you don't know that. It's just, that's the dissection, the science of comedy. But you really picked the, instinctually, because you've been at it so long, you pick the right word. You it's, pick the it's right not, place. It's not as sharp as like a Sears. Sears is nowhere near as funny as Coles. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that's the origin of it. That is the origin. There's a, even a thing in the Sunshine Boys where they go, K's are funny. Kumquat really? is a funny word. Kumquat. Well, I would like to think thank Coles it. because that bit has made me hundreds of dollars over the years working at comedy clubs and just being so proficient. But I will, I will say, like, yeah, that was such has a great Cole, I thought you were going to thank them because they spon- They should sponsor you. Have well, you ever contacted them about that? You had to have. I met a couple that was at the improv one night that yeah. their great-grandfather founded the Coles business. Not even – no, you're not uh, – that's amazing. I, I guess so. That's what His they name told. was Cole? Yeah, their last name is Cole, uh, Cheryl Cole, something like that. And? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, you're I don't something. know. This is where I wish I was your manager. I, you just go you, – you only go so far because you need management. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so this is where you would be sponsored by them if I was your manager. I'd have a cigar right now going, Gary, remember I got you that Coles deal? <laughs> Unbelievable. Free clothing. It would be of great. Of course. You know, everything I have on is free. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I can tell. And <laughs> wow. that's not a cut. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. I'm just, I, it's it's, they're amazing clothes. Beautiful, Look at these beautiful. new brand new pants. These are Taylor Bird. Okay. The shoes are alma mater. You've got to look them up. They're amazing shoes. Okay. Handmade. This is Taylor Bird, the watch's reactor. And, 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 Every, and these vitamins next to me. This is our new... <laughs> Oh this is our God. new sponsor. This is an actual sponsor, not just free to me, but high est, H-Y est vitamins. They're, it's all molecular hydrogen. And by the way, you get these when you leave. Really? I, I give do. you a parting gift. Really? There's a gift. I have a few gifts for you. Okay. For all I the way it. from, I thought you were in Encino, which okay. is closer, but you moved to Studio Well, City. I'm going to explain what happened okay, there. Okay, tell oh, me. So what happened was. Which made, up to my guilt though, because I thought, oh, he's coming from Encino. That's not bad. I went to his house before, picked him up. That's right, you did. But yeah. I will say, if I were in Encino, I would have cleared traffic very quickly yeah. and then got here sooner. There you but go. But because it's Studio City further east. So what happened was kind of a weird story. Had been married for a long time. Met my wife at a show in Vegas at what was the Riviera, the comedy club at the Riviera. Met her back okay. in 2009. Lived together, married, everything great. Mm-hmm. Over the pandemic, I became very obsessed with rescuing dogs. 
That was my passion project. That's what I love to do. Really? I love pulling dogs from the shelter, bringing them to a new foster, bringing them to a vet. If they couldn't find a place to stay, they would come home to me. Right. So I just became obsessed with this. And what was crazy, Craig, is that at a point in time during the pandemic when nothing else was going on, I think I had, I'm not going to even lie about it, I, I think I had 14 dogs in my house. 14 dogs. <laughs> small dogs, big dogs, huge Fosters. Not, well, compl not completely. A mix of both. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you have any spares? Now? That I can foster with my family. Are you serious? That's serious. Our, we lost oh, yeah. our dog during the really? pandemic. Yes, our dog passed away. I do. The kids are begging me. Are you serious? For a dog. Oh, we've been, been big begging really? me. Really? And I get tempted. You go to these, see them... You see them out there. Did you ever tell you the story about my, my ex used to love to rescue dogs? And she rescued this one that didn't bark. Just went. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so she's, I said, what do we need another dog for? She goes, we need a watchdog. I said, that's all it's going to do is watch. The burglars break it in. <laughs> need an interpreter. Get out of here. Need an inhaler is what that dog needed. <laughs> So, so here was the problem. The, the, so uh, here's this you, is what okay, started so, it all. Uh, what happened? My wife and I had a great place in Santa Monica, a small little place, one bedroom right by the beach. I said, I want to move to the valley. I want a backyard. We moved to the valley. We rent a place in Encino. I walk in, look at the backyard. I'm like, this is amazing. The house, not so great. Backyard is exactly what I was looking for. Mm. What I didn't realize at the time when we moved is that backyard was going to ruin us because that backyard for me was this haven for me to now start rescuing dogs. Oh, jeez. And I looked at it, looking at it now, now having been kind of on a different level and refocusing, that was my drug. That was my drug of saving mm. dogs. That wow. was my, I remember one How's time. How's your wife with this? Not good. That's that's why she left. That was, yeah. Oh, I didn't get that part. Now, there's there's a good yeah, ending you did to this. Say, you did say past tense wife. Yes. Which was, I'm going, whoa, this is some news I don't so know. So there, there's a great ending to the story. Okay. Which, which is, and actually, I was just talking to my wife just before we jumped in here, because we are on great terms right now. How many great. dogs do you have to get rid of to be on great terms? A lot. A lot. A lot. So what wow. happened was, I'm literally, almost, and I'm looking through my phone just recently, Craig, and I see... All these dogs that have either been in my car or in my house, I don't remember 90% of them because they either went from my house to another place. You see or them on your phone. The dogs are pictures. texting you. I mean. Pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like, my whole thing was whenever I pulled a dog out of the shelter, yeah. we always stopped at McDonald's. Cheeseburgers. Wow. Two for them, four for me, whatever the case was. It was always great. I always did the freedom ride, the video, all that stuff. But it just became an obsession that I couldn't stop. And, and these rescues knew how to tug at my heartstrings because they would say, mm -hmm. can we pull this dog? We have nowhere for this dog to go. Can you foster for a week? The week would turn into a month. The month would turn into six months. It got beyond crazy. And I'm on every single website, Facebook post that shows these dogs in need. And you know this, whenever you see a dog mm -hmm. that is in need of rescuing, whoever these authors are that are writing these posts know how to get you. Oh, yeah. The dog is speaking. I don't want to die today. Please help me. If somebody doesn't come to pull me by 4 o'clock, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be there for you, Buster. I'm coming to get you before 4 o'clock, right? How many Busters do you have, actually? <laughs> <laughs> you probably have about five Busters So here was now. here was the kiss of death. Yeah. And this is how you know things got a little bumpy with my wife and I. This was last summer. I was literally heading out to work somewhere. Maybe this was two summers ago. I was heading out to work somewhere. I saw this huge 85-pound 85, 85 dog that was in need at a shelter in Lancaster. 
hour and a half away. Says, I'm going to be put down today. If nobody gets me, boom, 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 boom. I get the dog, 85-pound dog. The next day, I leave to go on the road for two weeks. My wife is dealing with this dog. The dog chews up all of our direct TV cable lines. Choose her wedding dress. Choose the couch. Now, my that wife, was symbolic. The wedding dress. Yes, yes, immediately. Right. My wife is furious, and I don't understand why. I'm like, well, well we just saved the dog. We just. Oh. And meanwhile, I'm in Cancun having a margarita. Like, I. I am with her so much on this. Of course, I'm thinking about stopping the show right now and punishing <laughs> you like she did to tell you how wrong this is. It sounds so philanthropic. It sounds so heart-filled that you've done this. I had the right intentions. But, but you've got, well, somewhat. Sure. You got sure. a partner, though. You got to run this by. Well, and by I love way, that you left her with the 85-pound dog. You didn't, you didn't leave. Pubble. <laughs> you didn't leave her with a chihuahua. By the way, there was one night pouring rain outside, mm-hmm. The direct TV line was cut. She couldn't get on the internet. She literally says, do you know if our neighbors have some sort of internet that I could, like, steal for a couple of minutes? No. She was literally in the bedroom, like, in a corner where she could get Wi-Fi for, like, 10 minutes. Oh. So you quickly see why this is fading, right? By the way, not only 12 dogs. Can you imagine the cleanup, the feedings, just everything that's going on with 12, 13 dogs? By the way, how about your neighbors? Um, That's what I'm – debarking? It wasn't bad. Because they must have fought, and they didn't know one another. They were all pretty good, and I will tell you, I had great neighbors. First of all, 12 dogs, it's illegal. It's, it's, I mean, it's not like even if you wanted to do this, you, if we had animal control come over, we were done. Uh, It's over. It's over. Right. Fortunately, we got away with it. So here's what happens. This is, so Michelle moves out. She moves in with some friends. (gasps) I'm now. It was literally the dogs or me, and you went. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got to the dog. And Craig, my mentality was, (laughs) I'm upset with her that she's bailing and can't put the dogs first because it's such an obsession for me that I'm shocked that she can't deal with it. It's like a story of an addict. It's it's an addict. It's, yeah, it's, this is a story of like you chose the booze, but this time you chose. I'm spending so much dogs. now. Now I'm living by myself in a house that I can't afford. Uh-huh. It's way too much money. Yeah, I'm literally going to Costco every other day to buy those rotisserie chickens. I'm buying four <laughs> every other day because these dogs. That's what they wanted. No. And oh, some, it's for the dogs. It's for the dogs. Of you're course. feeding them rotisserie chickens. <laughs> that's how bad this is. I I feel like your counselor now. Your first day of rehab. You fed them. So I thought you meant Loved you were it. feeding yourself because you didn't want no. because your wife wasn't there to cook. That's where I thought the story was going. I, no, I'm feeding the the dogs. Loved it. Five dollars for those were just where I'm eating Skittles <laughs> nope, nope. That, I, that I got. I'm eating Skittles that I got from the from a comedy club in the back room, and I'm feeding them chicken. That's that's how I, bad this is. I listen. I mean, there's a moment where you're like, these dogs are getting better treatment than I am. I mean, again, like I was taking them to the vet. You're like, hey, there's a. We want to run this test. There's a one in one hundred chance that they would have this. Let's run it. Let's six hundred dollars. Let's do it. Didn't care, right? Wow. A test that I wouldn't get done for myself. But what eventually <laughs> happened? <laughs> what eventually happened was I finally just had a, a moment where I said things have to change. I and this was really like a drug addict. So yeah. what happened was at you had a of, moment of clarity. I did. Yeah. At the end of last year, I said, you know what? It's not fair to me. It's not fair to Michelle. It's also not fair to these dogs because they deserve more one-on-one attention. Of course, not one-on-fourteen. Absolutely, right? That would have been great in college. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I finally is, okay. took 
Do you know, I, I just did a show yesterday on my fire. So, you know, I have this fireside that I'm on, Mark yeah. Cuban's company. And it's a it's actually an interactive podcast. It's okay. live. And it was on addiction. and But it was on different types of addiction, too. People become addicted to carrots to replace really? cigarettes. Oh, yeah, and they turn all orange. But you were addicted to ad- adopting dogs. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. did you ever did you, <laughs> did you ever go to meetings and it's like, there's Elaine Boozler. <laughs> Right, she's a huge dog person. For a big time. She yes. found my dog when it ran away in the, in the mountains. Are you serious? Ended up at another comic's house. Honest to God. Another another rescue from my ex-wife got escaped. And I was and literally the name was Stella. And me and my friend who was visiting as a comedian. I was literally sounding like the, the movie. I'm going, Stella! <laughs> Looking for the dog. Looking for the dog. Turns out we go, you know, went down to the, you know, you go to Different places like uh, pet supplies and all that kind of stuff, right. and veterinarians. Elaine Boozler uh, calls me up. I have your dog. I go, El- Elaine Boozler? She goes, Yeah. I go, It's Craig Shoemaker. <laughs> so it's that she got our dog because she is a dog yes. nut like you are. Whitney Cummings, same way. Dog, oh, really? Dog person. Yes, yes, yes. And doesn't she have like a place that yes. she can afford? I think so. Like, like, <laughs> but she's got every kind of animal. Horses. Right, yeah. I never went that far with a horse. She's in like Topanga or something? Yes. With like acres that she can yes. do this. Yes. Okay, you I mean, I, listen, are in the I, middle of a neighborhood. With, with a backyard that I looked at, I was like, oh my gosh, this is Disneyland. This is going to be right. great, right? Okay. So basically I had this moment where I was like, this has to stop. I got to get my health back together. Things are starting to come back with work. It's getting a little busier. I can't do this anymore. So I took about a month, and I got all the dogs rehomed, all of them, except except for two, two of the older dogs, two poodles that probably don't have a lot of time, and they live with me. And what happened was just everything worked out perfectly because I have a buddy that lives in Studio City that has a guest house down below. Mm Mm-hmm. His tenant was going to move out in, say, May. Mm -hmm. And he said, I can actually go to another friend's house and move in with them, and you can take over my place February the 1st. So now I'm living downstairs in this beautiful guest house, two dogs that he was okay with, Mm -hmm. an amazing view of the valley. My rent is um, amazingly What happened to your old house? Uh, It's now up for rent. And I think they have to- For rent? Yes. Well, listen- I don't think that they could go in there and rent that thing out easily because I'm sure everything's chewed up. Everything's chewed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure your wife chewed a few things too. <laughs> that kind of frustration. I'd be chewing stuff. Some of the baseboards. So, what about you and your wife? Okay, so she could not be happier that I'm in a better spot right now. Yeah, She's okay. very happy that I. She took still lives with her friend. She still lives with her friend, but we see. You know, it's funny. We have this great relationship. We talk. Three times a day, we just... Better than ever. Better than ever. We just saw Hamilton last week. Like, we are better than ever right now. You went together to Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) I had a better seat because I do better financially, so she was up in the balcony. Um, But we're great. You got connections. Did you use connections, by the way, to get to Hamilton? If Gold Star is a connection, then I use connections. Oh, Gold Star. $49. I didn't realize you could Uh, go Gold Star for Hamilton. By the way, nobody's going now. I would love to go to Hamilton if if, if my wife would go with me, but we have no dogs, and and we're in the same position. Well, I I will say... we went because nobody's going to that show anymore now. So you can get tickets <gasps> oh. very cheap. Do you have to wear a mask the whole time? You do. It stinks. Yeah. And you're very time. close to people. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, be- listen, we went last week. It was great. But so we could not be better 
as a couple right now. In fact, whenever I go out of town now, she'll come over and stay for a little bit. But oh, wow. I mean, here's here's what's saving me money now, Craig. I'm paying a third in rent for what I was paying. Yeah. And I don't have to pay for all the dogs. Wait a minute, your house? Oh, I thought you owned that house in Encino. No, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, I didn't realize that. So rent. it's up to them to rent it. You're out of there. Done. You're done. Done. Oh, okay, I'll yep. never be picking you up there again. It's, I like that neighborhood. I, I love that neighborhood. Yeah. But Studio City. They don't love great. you though. Yeah, you, you, it's the neighborhood. Yeah, there goes, yeah. Here goes the Barkers. <laughs> the Barkers have left. I will say, but knowing now, because I was so obsessed with all their happiness with the dogs. Yeah. Seeing the dogs one on one with somebody is so amazing to me. Yeah. I love seeing that. Like I love seeing dogs that I never thought would get adopted. They're in a new space. It's now, great. You work on a lot of shows. Yes. You uh, do a thing called a lot of civilians out there don't know audience warm up. Yeah. That's a big deal. And great gig. And um, you know, I was thinking about that because I know how much you do work in that space. Yeah. There are only a few of you out there. And then, under and, 10. Hmm? Under 10 people. That's amazing yeah. to me that are really good at it. Yeah. I did it once or a few times, actually. You did? Yeah, I replaced someone and, you know, it was great. You know, yeah. I, I actually was pretty good at it, you know. It's a skill. I'm not as good as you, but, I mean, I was pretty good at it. I, I, I have the go-to. Go well, one of them was Full, Fuller House. Okay. He couldn't make it, and he's one of the best. Ron. Ron Pearson, yep. yes. He's unbelievable. Yep. Watching him. But then again, though, that gave me tips on how to do it. Sure. A lot of it's just, you know, giving away stuff. Yes. That's one of the secrets. If you have a little grab bag of stuff, People it's love like it. feeding seals. You'll shut them People. up. You'll make them laugh, whatever it is. They'll do anything for a mood ring, you know, or something, whatever you're giving away. Craig, I had a guy, a buddy of mine who still does warm up, who literally would work on sitcoms. He would probably have one or two T-shirts to give away the entire night. This guy would make that T-shirt last like he had a box of 90. <laughs> he just kept holding up the T-shirt. And, like, by the end of the show, the T-shirt was yellow and stained. And you're like, he's still holding up this T-shirt that wasn't even part of the show. It was probably like a Vote for Pedro T-shirt or whatever. But, like, he was so good at goosing yeah, this one yeah. thing he had That's and amazing. getting the audience to believe it. Or he would always use, I have backstage passes. There were never any backstage passes. Like, <laughs> it really is a smoke and mirrors kind it of is. thing. Yeah. Because you need that audience on your side. And the minute that they yell cut and the show's done, goodbye. <laughs> you know, because people. All come, those relationships you oh. established, you would never talk to any of them ever again. Because people will come up to you and be like, hey, my sister's grandma's third cousin's wife is battling, you know, stage one cancer. A t shirt from Will and Grace would really put her in remission. <laughs> And, and it was true. Like, and, and then most warm-ups have a strategy. Like yeah. when they were doing the good nights or having to say goodbye, they would do it around the corner, not in the audience, from the wireless mic, and then yeah. just dart off. <laughs> They'd be like, where's that warm-up guy? He promised me backstage. Gone. He's in his car already. He's driving off wow. from Radford. Yeah. You know, you are the warm-up for my family's favorite show. Matt Singer. Yeah. We just wrapped it. We just wrapped up uh, 10 episodes. Uh, last week. That's how fast you do it? They taped that show. We taped 10 episodes over three weeks. Let me get some inside poop here. Yeah. First of all, I have an observation. Okay. That I'm sure no one except my perverted ass has okay. come up with this observation. Okay. I want you to notice. What, I, don't, I know you're not going to watch the show on television. I might. Just to see this. Okay. At least it was the last, unless someone's on to this, my kids even notice now because I brought it up, which okay. I shouldn't, you know. Because it is, it's not something, it's a little adult, but I do, my kids laugh at me all the time anyway. 
they laugh at me. I'm, I'm like grumpy now because you know that you, you and I are white guys. Yep. We don't get cast in anything anymore. No. You, you're racist. But that's what's great about your job as this one of ten, right? It, you it, you can be it's colorless. They're not going. We need diversity, right? Everything else they need diversity. My kids laugh at me. I go, here's a commercial. I say, here's a group that would never be assembled ever in life, right? They would never ever be assembled, but you have to do it for diversity's sake. Having a Domino's, so I'm pizza. like, so, <laughs> right? <laughs> Here comes the trans delivery person, right? right. It hands it over to the to the family from Honduras, and it it's like people that would never ever be together at a party, right? You know, but, but they have to do it, and they also have to make sure the white guys are out now. So that's why I was thinking to myself, wow, you really have the great job, yes, because there's no there's no there, there, there's no way they even have a choice, right? Unless there's some diversity, or minority hires for doing what you do, which there are a few. So anyway. On the show, okay, the two women on the show, the two judges, yep, they rotate as if they speak to each other on who shows cleavage that week. <laughs> <laughs> I am not oh kidding Oh, my gosh, you. that's funny. My kids, it's a joke now. I go, who is it this week? And then Nicole Scherzinger, yep. she's all, you know, showing everything. She makes them up. She actually, you know, makes them shine. These gigantic <laughs> boobs. They both have gigantic boobs. By the way, keeps the dads interested, I'm sure, sure at home. You know, sure. so now you can watch with the kids. Kids are happy. Yeah. I'm happy. Then the next week, Jenny McCarthy, the plunging neckline. Unbel- if you watch it, it's literally every other week, like they talk about it. Third week, Robin Thick showing the <laughs> By the way, he did he did a couple times. Well, he, has, he doesn't wear a shirt. Did you notice he has, that? The, yeah, he has yeah. the chest hair coming out. Yeah, yes. so does Nick Cannon. By the way, I have to tell you something. A little bit of a male crush, a man crush on him. Robin Thick. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's very I, smart, talented, good looking, obviously. So, so it's interesting because I've warmed up a lot of shows and, and, you know, people ask me how it is warming up Mass Singer. And it's a, it's a very long day because what people don't realize oh there's God. so much that, that must goes be the longest day show. ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Just where the set changes. The set changes. I mean, every set's a million dollars. It's beautifully done. Can't even done. believe it. Choreographed. It's, the, it's the dancers. Because once the it's dancers the most amazing out, thing I've ever seen. It yeah. really. It's like a, a mini Cirque du Soleil show when it's they come out. Every single every it's single beautiful. person that comes out, every single mass singer, has a new set design, new songs. Like this would be years ago. This would be like one set for the whole year, and they do every single. It's amazing to me. You know what else does it also is um. America's Got Talent, they do it as well. Yes, yes. Unbelievable. The The production design that goes into these shows is, is it's it's absolutely devastating, not it's, devastating, but just like. It's crazy. Breathtaking. It's beautiful. Uh, it is. So, so I just so remember. It takes time to do that, to reset, to, reset. So you have a lot to do. Yes, it does take time to you better do have that. have a lot of t-shirts. <laughs> well, here's what's, great, here's what's great about Massinger, and this is why I love the show. When I did Conan, when I worked on the Conan O'Brien show, which was easily looking back on my career, one of my favorite gigs ever. And also easy. Easy. They're it's there a, for comedy. They're there for comedy. And there's it's no set night designs. Show. Yes. And it's be a, a live dirty. show, basically. Yes. Yeah. Right. I would go out. I'd get there at 4 o'clock. Yeah. My warm-up started at 4.15. 4.15 to 4.30. Show starts. I'd watch the monologue. Make sure they were okay. Out. Be walking back to my car at 4.40. Wow. And the money was great. That's the best gig ever. Great gig. So then you look at a sitcom, right? You yeah. did Fuller House. Those gigs are great, but they're long. They're you know because they do retakes. They yes. do a ton of retakes and yes. different sets that they go to. People don't realize when you go to a studio, each yes. set is right in front of you. So they move right. it over. They move the cameras over, and now you're in a new atmosphere. 
You're in the backyard now. Right. All right, that's it. Let's move it over to here. And I'm, while they're moving over and that's resetting, that's when you have to jump in. Now, the difference between a sitcom that might last for five hours or the mass Singer that might last that long is there's not a lot of – there's pressure for you on a sitcom, but it's more pressure for them to laugh at the right moments, right? And when you're doing – Something like The Masked Singer, it's more about the energy of the show. It's not about them laughing. It's about them applauding, them being high energy. Exactly. So so there's a huge difference. It's easier and more calming for the warm-up on a sitcom because you're just making them laugh. You want them to have a good time. Where Mass Singer, it's constant energy. It's and like it's nothing to do with laughter. There's, yeah, right. You're, they're constantly standing, this, that, and the other thing. I will say when I first started Mass Singer, I was worried because I was like, I don't know if this is my wheelhouse. When did you start on that show? I did the final two episodes of last season. Oh, okay. So you were you're new there. Yep. And I just did this entire season. Wow. Episodes. Okay. So who, what who I, did it before? They had random guys, but it's almost like if you if you don't know the show or don't know how to get into the rhythm of that show, yeah. you're not gonna last. It's very rhythmic. And you, the people didn't know. last, like literally they were let go because they just Correct. didn't they didn't have it down you the way you to, have it down. You have a certain style that you have to bring to them, but you have to combine it with what their needs are. You have to combine it with you nailed it. And you have to know where to stand. You have to know how to deal with the stage. Like mm. it's it's not just going out there and cheerleading. There's so many moving parts. Yeah. And you're wearing an earpiece that's letting you know what's going on with the direct. There's sure. so much going on. Stalling. There's a lot of stalling because they have issues. Yes. So yeah. so here's what was nice when I started because I knew. It's so cool I had you on today. It's one of the reasons I had you on. It's, it's, I've never had anyone to give people an inside track oh. on what this takes. This is an element of a television show that no one knows and how important it is to a television show. Nobody knows. Nobody no. knows. Yeah. Not unless they've been to a show and. Well, it's it's nice with Mass Singer because when I first started there, I knew there'd be big stop downs, and they the main people of that show said, "What can we do to make your job easier?" And I was like, "You never hear that. You never ever hear that from any show because they know how hard it is. They know and they've gone through a few already. Some randos." So I said, <laughs> "Listen, let's do this. Let's just see how this works, and if it doesn't work, we'll switch yeah, it." I yeah. said, "During the big stop downs, let me just play music." Let me go talk to the crowd individually. Have people dance. Yeah, but but do you but do that? I, no, because <gasps> really? not really because I don't want to burn them out. If they're dancing, if they're giving off too much energy during the downtime, just a couple sacrificial dancers. Yes, but then they're going <laughs> to be for the good of the. Then clause. they're going to be tired. That's what I would do. I'd I say, come out. I want to see you two dance. Like <laughs> I have a dance contest. You'll do that if people there's a huge that. stop down. But I will say because everybody was in agreement of how we should do it. It just made, so the minute we're ready to rock and roll again, that's when you're like, okay, guys, we're ready to go. We still need that same great, le so it was like the minute you start to see the judges come back or Nick comes back or whoever, that's when you start turning it up again. So that's what made the show yeah. that much more enjoyable for me because I knew where the beats were. I knew where I could let them be, relax, use the do, restroom. Do they ever give you the hairy eyeball? I had that happen a couple times. No. Where they're like, you know, hey, 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 funny boy, hey, court jester. Stop now, we're ready. I've had that. That's what I mean. Can I tell you this much? There's nothing worse than doing, like, say, a sitcom where you know it's going to be a five-hour night. Yeah. And you're looking at the audience, yeah. and because it's a new show, right. they don't have real fans. So these shows oh. will hire seat fillers sure. that take the place of real fans. Who a suck, lot of by new the shows. Way. They're awful. They're, they're the worst. They're, they're, they give you they're fundraising groups from a church, That's right. from a school, yeah. UCLA, whatever it is. They're, they're doing it for money. the money. They're doing yeah. it for the money. Yeah. There's nothing worse than five minutes in, 
the jokes from the top up front have not worked. Mm -hmm. You're standing up top on the stage. You're getting a tug on the pant leg that says this audience isn't good. And you want to say, first of all, I know that. I'm up closer with them. I yeah. absolutely know that. But why don't we talk about the script? Mm -hmm. Why don't we talk about the actors that nobody's heard of? Like, like why is it all based on me? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we both know you could be up there killing, and then it's awful down there. It's awful. I've worked on those shows. And by the way, celebrities, that's not easy either, dealing with celebrities. No, no. By the way, speaking of that, this has never happened in all the times I've been doing this. You're probably my 40th guest or so. Okay. You hear how loud they are out there? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to yell at them. You know why? Because a superstar walked in. This is how people are. It's like, who cares about Craig and his little Gary yeah. friend who yeah. rescues dogs? Yeah. Kenny Loggins is here. <laughs> he should do Mass Singer. Ooh. That I would wonder, be a great one. I wonder if he's been approached. Hey, hey, anybody want to be a little more quiet out there? We're having a little show going on. <laughs> I thought those. Were I know the big Grammy friends. winner walked in, but we've got, we've got, uh, we've got the 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 t one of the top ten yes. warm up people. As that's heard, a cool. That's a cool thing. That's an honor. As heard on AM radio. Yes, <laughs> after school and traffic weather, weather on the tens. No, but I will listen. It's I will say this because there was a point where. I thought when warm-up wasn't coming back or crowds weren't coming back, I started doing cruise ships, and I just hated it. You did? It. I hated it. Yeah. Do you know, Gary, I said to myself, I'm, you know, you make these little self-proclamations yeah. in, in life, and, you know, you visualize things, you call it the law of attraction. I actually said to myself, if I ever do a cruise, I'm walking the plank of my career. You're saying goodbye to your career. Sure. You, you have now surrendered. You go, I have no shot of ever drawing again, of ever right. making the good money, so I won't do it. Not I've been all. tempted. Nope. Really? No, I did private. I did a private. The guy, ran, he was so rich, he took the whole ship for two weeks. Are you serious? Said, That's how rich he was. How many shows are you doing over two weeks? No, no, no. I had to do one. And I was it. so good, though, they hired me again on the same trip, same audience. I had to do, so I had already done an hour I had to go back in my act, and I put poster board. I had them buy me some props. I said, if I'm going to do this, you're going to stop at this port in Alaska and get these props that I need, this old hood that I used to use in sure. my act. I don't know if you remember that bit. but uh, And then I had a poster which had cue cards. It was like cue cards on okay. the floor. I said, if you're going to have this happen, I have to have this. And sure enough, they did, and I, I did a whole other show, and then they helicoptered me out. Uh, because I had to do another gig, and I couldn't be there that Here's long. Here's what I love, and you'll back what, me up on what's this. What's that? I love when you see comics that will post on Facebook my view for the day, and they show them in Aruba with the ocean in the background. It's yeah. like, why don't you show me you back on the ship <laughs> in your lousy cabin, you getting yelled at by the entertainment director because you used a curse word, the passengers swearing at you, you eating at that lousy buffet. <laughs> like, show that. That's your office view for the day. And here's what else kills me about these about these cruises. How about Aaron Murphy? What happened to her? You heard about that, right? No. Oh, wait to hear this. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. If you do a cruise, like, let's say they call me and they say, we want you to do Norwegian, we want you to do Carnival, whatever that is. Uh, oh, Jen Murphy, by the Jen way. Jen Murphy. Yes, oh. I do know this story. Yes. I was like, Aaron Murphy. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Aaron Murphy is from Tabitha Bewitched, yes, and yes. a really good friend of mine. She was here as That's, well. I, yes. But I have no idea why I just called Jen Murphy, Aaron Murphy. Go like, ahead. Go ahead. I'm glad you these, corrected me. These cruises will tell you you need three different 30-minute sets. 
And I was like, are you guys hiring Chris Rock? Like, who's coming on the ship that has three? 30 minutes, completely. Th complete. Yes. And you look at these and comics. And they pay you horrible money. Yes. And you look yeah. at these comics, Craig, yeah. and you're like, this comic is doing a cruise, and they have three 30 minutes. I always see you doing the same 10 that's not working. So <laughs> where is this other 80 minutes well, you know from? where it comes from. It's coming from the buffet jokes. It's coming from. No, they just steal. They're stealing it. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. I've been yes. told a thousand times. There's, there's ship comics. Yes. It, it's almost like they're forgiven. I've talked to the booker, you know, one of the big bookers is a yes. former comic, you know, Smirnoff. Bruce okay. Smirnoff. Uh-huh. Yeah. I booked Gary Cannon. He killed, but he, but he, anyway, that's my Bruce impression. Oh. <laughs> I thought you'd be impressed by it, but I, I guess you don't know Bruce Smirnoff like that well. No, no, no. Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> I do a dead on Bruce Smirnoff. I fooled his mom. Oh, okay. He got back on the phone. He goes, mommy, did you know that wasn't me for the last 10 minutes? I'm coming for the money. You're out of your mind. <laughs> so anyway, so. If I knew Bruce, I'd be laughing right you now. You would be howling. I'd be howling. I mean, I do the, like best, your dog. the best Bruce Smirnoff you've ever heard. But I'd anyway, like which will get me very far in life. But um, yeah, but there's something. They're just looking for certain things. They yes. don't care if you're original. Mm -mm. They care if, you're, if, you're, if you dress well, yeah. speak well, good looking helps. And, you know, you just go by their standards and you can work for the rest of your life. By the way, the audience doesn't care either. They what? don't care. They're there to drink Michelob Ultras. They don't yeah. care if the comedy's that good. No. They're just there to pass the time so they can go back out. They're not again. buying a ticket for a cruise going, oh, my God, Gary Cannon's right. on the cruise. Craig Shoemaker's on the cruise right. doing comedy. That's why I'm here. No, they're not there for that reason. Yeah. They're there. It, it, all it is is just part of, yeah, the gay cruises. I'm yes. very popular. No, but, because you know what it is? They're not paying. All they're doing is walking by. Yeah. Here's a comedy club. We're looking for something to do something before to do. our dinner reservation. Because there's nothing else to do. We'll stop by. Yeah, That's it. of course. It's just part of the thing. It's as much a part of the thing as bingo. I mean, well, we're basically, we should just yell numbers. You know this. You look around the ship, and when you first get on it, you're like, wow, look at all this stuff there is to do. And then a day and a half in, you're like, oh, we've seen it all. So it's easy. That's yeah. why they have you do 12 comedy shows a week because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. So Jen was stuck. Yes. She had COVID. Correct. They treated her like a prisoner. She couldn't, she had no windows. Right. And it would just bring her food, knock on the door and run. <laughs> so our friend Jen Murphy got, was supposed to do a carnival cruise line, yeah. got COVID like a day in. They a tested her. In. Yeah. And they put her down in the bellies of the, the ship. Yeah. By the way, one better, not only no windows, no door handle for her to leave. Like she had no door handle. No. Like she couldn't get out. She was trapped in there. Trapped. So they didn't even want her tempted to just leave and go get a breath of fresh air because that would have been healthy. Wow. That is yes. unbelievable. Everybody's reaction. So anyway, I did want to wrap this up by asking you. The show is called Enlightened Up. It's not just about you know comedy or having fun, which was so much fun hanging with you and having some laughs and catching up with you. It's been a long time. But I would like to know, kind of like along the theme of when you're on a cruise ship, what is your practice like a spiritual practice what is your practice as a human being and getting better i know once you're off the dogs right um, but which was big what yeah what is your what is your process of life and personal development do you have one i will say this i see a lot of comics that i think aren't as good as me mm -hmm. i see a lot of comics that are better than me i look at the range and i always say this I might not be a guy that's going to have an amazing house in the hills. I may not be a guy that's going to walk through a mall that people are going to recognize. Mm -hmm. I may not have the best car in the world. But I can tell you this. I've always been happy. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I've always been happy whether I've had $3 in my bank account or $20,000 or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. No matter what I've been doing during the pandemic when it was about the dogs. And believe me, over the pandemic, which a lot of people faced, we all had our bumpy times. We all oh, had our yeah. rough times, whether it was Big financially, oh, yeah. emotionally, with my wife, right. things going downhill, being behind in rent. I mean, there was a time when I was working at Conan, then running over to do a sitcom for Ken Jeong. Like, things were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, at the end of the day, if I didn't feel good about myself and what I was doing, it was all for nothing. Yeah, I had to feel good internally in order for everything else to matter. Mm-hmm. And again, it wasn't about the money. It was about being healthy. You know what happened for me this year that was better than anything else? I requalified for my medical insurance for another year. Nice. And to me, that meant everything. So, so it. it sounds like simplicity is your happiness. And now that I'm in a small place, wow, tiny, wow, yeah. two dogs, yeah, I could not be happier. That's amazing. So I literally alleviated the house, twelve dogs, yeah. wife. and now, yeah, my wife. <laughs> I hope she's not. You watching. had to throw that in there, uh, but and, and because I'm so simplistic yeah. now. It's amazing. That is and a I wonderful way to live. It's, I mean, it's, it really is. Listen, you know, Gary, I know the people who are at the top, alleged top. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'd rather be you and me. You I, know what I mean, I've been there. I'm, I've actually had my successes. And none of them compare to bonding with people, connection with people, divine connection, happy connection, laughter connection. There's nothing that compares to it. And there's no money exchange. There's nothing involved. I will be giving you a parting gift of Love vitamins, it. highest vitamins. Yes. You might even get a candle. Really? Yeah, they're amazing candles. I okay. don't know if he brought one for you, but we'll see. Okay. I know he has one for Kenny Loggins. I guarantee you he's got one. Yeah. 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 But fun. It is It is true. Fun it, is at the top of the list By now. the way, by the way, ask anybody who you know that's successful, and they will tell you some of the happiest times they've ever had in their life was when they had that small one-bedroom apartment yeah. near the beach, near downtown. Right. They were solo. When you're bonding and growing thing. in the business or whatever it is. I've said this. You know what makes me the happiest? Suffering a little bit, yeah. When I walk into the improv and I feel like I'm part of that family. Yeah. That for like me, you were that night. I yes. was so impressed for with that. For me, that means everything because I feel like that's what I've earned. I walked in and thought I was a distant cousin no one wanted. <laughs> they said you over <laughs> that vomited to the at the dinner factory. table the last time they sent me over the comedy store. <laughs> Gotta go. So it doesn't matter. I've had me. that for a long time, by the way, that feeling that I am not wanted in these places. Sure. And it's, it's not a good feeling to have. And yet, so many times when I do take the risk and do go to these situations, because, you know, I headline on the road, and I don't see anybody. I saw you when you opened for me. I see the openers, whatever it is, and that's it. It's just me, and, you know, they do their minutes, and I do my time. And so I do do miss that, though. I do miss that, you know, uh, some different comics have passed away that I was friends with. Sure. Not that friends with. You know what I mean? Not like when you see how Bob Saget is honored by – Jeffrey Ross. Yep. You know what I mean? Or at, you see the type of bonding that I ended up missing out on. So that's my one FOMO of missing out. Is like, here I got this great career, you know, going headlining and stuff, and a lot of people would envy that career. But there is that, and I still have great friends, but not a lot of comic friends. Sure. Because I don't feel like you feel. When you walk in, it's like, and you can walk in. Here's the thing is you have balls with, with old jokes. <laughs> like, and you, and you you went up and delivered them. Yeah. 
and you know, with passion and with the same, if, as if it was a crowd of, of, of people, civilians, as I call them. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing to me. You know, I would never do that. I would go, oh, my God. I'd be so in my head going, I'm doing an impression now. They're going to go, oh, here comes a hack impression. Oh, he's going to do the love mess? Are you serious? You know what I mean? Like, sure. that's how I feel in my head. And you go in and you just go, no, nope, yeah. these are my people. Yeah. That's so cool. So that's how you live your life. That's how you it. live your enlightened life. That's how you keep things simple. That's the message. I love to have some messages. Was it, I, that's one I need to hear. I think it's fantastic. And I hope everybody here had a good time in our show today. Some laughs, some fun, some levity. Thank you for having me. Listen, I love, this was so great. We were, we were talking in the lobby for 20 minutes before we came I here. I know, more it's than great. that. It was because you yeah. got here early and I, and I but... No, that was a wonderful time to to reconnect. I had to keep like don't say anything like right. mass singer and stuff like that. And you know, um, but yeah, I walk in sometimes. Your your friend Ken Jong is like yes. I, I assume I that they don't even know me. And a lot of times they go, "Oh no, are you kidding me?" You know, and maybe I even met them before. But well, so. he's changed my career. I mean, he's gotten me so such many jobs nice, and has been nice guy. just such a good friend. He invited my family to the mass singer, but he did, but but I didn't have his cell phone. Yeah. So I was never able to follow up on it because my family would freak if they went to the mass Singer. He didn't maybe, ask you to fax maybe, him? Maybe knowing Uncle Gary. <laughs> there you go. This could be the end. So because you're now a VIP at the mass Singer, you would only have to be there for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Really? People, somebody just asked me like, hey, can I come to the show as a VIP? I was like, I don't even know what that means because I just, because I'm so new at that show, I try to fly under the radar. It's not like Conan where... It was so great to take people in and out and around and tour. Yeah. And like, by the way, the Mass Singer tapes at a weird studio on Coanga that, like, there's really nothing there. It's and also what's thing. weird about it is it's, it's really not a great experience. It's a long day. It's too long. My friend, he was a finalist in America's Got Talent. I was like, sorry, yeah. I don't want to go. I don't want to yeah. sit there. I, I love you. But, all right, anyway, we got to run. Uh, remember to stay in touch with us. Uh, what's your Instagram and all that? Uh, everything is just GaryCannon.com. They can link to everything well, from how there. How lucky yeah. did you get? Okay. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, Gary Cannon, one of the best. Thank one you, of the, Craig. He's been at it a long time. He had a mellifluous voice that he has. He's just got timing. And now I taught him today that K's are funny. The guy <laughs> never even knew that, okay? Didn't know. All right. Be sponsored by Kohl's. I am sponsored by Highest Vitamins. Look at these things. H-Y-E-S-T. Go to there. Follow them. It's they have the best vitamins in the business. I've been I've been paid now to say that. No, I'm I'm not just saying I've been taking them for a while. I'm very excited, and I'm going to give you a bottle. I love it. A parting gift. All I right. Love it. Thanks for being here, and remember, folks, enlighten the fuck up, will you? See you next time. Mm-hmm.